Jesus Christ Savior and Lord. And for those of you who are watching this on Facebook, I will alert you that I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy, so if I'm storing, I have not been drinking communion. <laughs> Today's gospel lesson probably tells us as much, if not more, than any single biblical story. It also tells us as much, if not more, about us than any other story in the Bible. It lets us know why it is so wonderful that God leaves the lights on. Do you remember that commercial from years ago? Motel 6, I think, or something like that? Always leaves the lights on for you. God always leaves the lights on. A son from a good home, godly parents, everything in life you could ever want. As tired of sowing corn in the country, he wants to sow wild oats in the city. Now this son had not earned a dime of his father's money. In fact, he was the younger son. Younger sons don't get anything. Of course, I'm the youngest son, so you know I, I believe that to be true. But he wanted his share of the inheritance. That was going to come to him one day, but he wanted it now. Normally, the inheritance of an estate would not be given out until the death of the parent. What he was really saying to his father was, I wish you were dead. I want what you have, but I don't want you. So many people in this world are kind of like this son. They want everything God has to give. They want to breathe God's air. They want to eat God's food. They want to walk on God's earth. They want to enjoy God's world, but they don't want God. But notice that when the son asked his father for the share of the inheritance, the father just gave it to him. No fighting, no arguing, no pleading, no debating. That wise father understood that the heart of that boy had been in the far country for a long time. And the boy was going to leave sooner or later anyway. If you want to blow your wealth, lose your health, fill your belly with alcohol, inject your veins with drugs, and ruin your body with venereal disease, God will say, for a time, this boy had a blast. He was in New York City. He was going to see shows. He was going to go to strip shows. He was in Vegas. He was gambling away the, you name it. He was eating food like there was no tomorrow. He was having sex with just about anything he wanted. He was a rich kid in a candy store. Now, some of you are saying 
Uh, Pastor, don't make it sound like that he was having such fun. Well, the fact is, he was. But verse 13 says, he wasted his possessions with prodigal living. And that word, prodigal, literally means to blow. In other words, he literally blew it. He didn't just blow his money. He had blown his character, his reputation, his integrity, his influence, his health, and the most precious relationship he had. This boy knew a lot about prices, but he didn't know anything about values. The boy was living high on the hall, but he ended up lower than the pigs. He had fallen so far, he needed a ladder just to reach bottom. Talk about killing. The most dishonorable person a Jew could work for was a Gentile. And when he says the country far off, those are the Gentiles. So this kid was working for a Gentile and the most dishonorable animals Jews could work for were pigs because they were considered unclean. So here was a Jewish boy who had everything in life he could have ever wanted and now was working for a Gentile slopping pigs. Now verse 17 makes an interesting observation. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. It says the boy came to himself. We would say today he came to his senses. In other words, while this boy was away from God, living in the pig pen of life, he wasn't even in his right mind. But the homing instinct had kicked in on this kid, and he wanted to go home. Verse 20. And he rose and came to his father. Pick up your bulletins. Look at the, the gospel lesson. Now notice carefully, he came just as he was. He didn't bathe, he didn't change clothes, he didn't shave, he came just as he was. I love that invitational hymn we sing sometimes, come just as you are. Because that's exactly the way God wants you to come. And that is the only way you can come. Now we reach the climax of this incredible story. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. That verse never fails to warm my heart. 
You see, even though the Son had forgotten the Father, I've never forgotten the son. You know, you could go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, and I won't even look over my shoulder to make sure that Alec is confirming this. And you find the first man, <coughs> first time man, tried to run away from God. But you know what you won't find in the Bible? Don't correct me. You never see, you never find God running away from me. Amen. It just doesn't happen. God never runs from me. He always runs to me. Now don't miss this picture. The sun, shoulders stooped, head down, wearing filthy rags, sneaking to high heaven, is shuffling slowly up the trail to his father. But the father is running to the son. Now that's very interesting. You see, in ancient Hebrew culture, men don't run. Now, I'm going to have to alert Jason Crosby to this because he's always right. <laughs> but men in that culture didn't run. The father is running to the son. Now, here's why men didn't run. Men working out in the field were often dressed not unsimilar to what Alec and I are dressed in. So, if I could... I had the energy to run from this side of the room to that side, what would happen? Dressed as I am. I call why? Because I'm wearing a dress, basically, right? Your legs wouldn't expand that far from each other because they're going to caught in it. Yeah, I, I would get caught in it. Not that I, he has a better stride than I do. So basically, if you were a man, you are this father. And you see your son coming. This is what this father did. He had to, like, literally pull this all the way up, hold it with one hand. He also had a turban on his head, most likely. So he's trying to run to get to his son. Just don't do that. This is a rich man. He pays people to run. He doesn't run. I'm sorry, all this father cared about was his son. Now verse 21. 
says that the son tried to confess. Dad was so busy with compassion, he doesn't have time for confession. Doesn't it bless you to see the father never brought up the past? The sins of the son had been buried in the grave of forgiveness and cast onto the sea of forgetfulness. Because when you come back to God, when we come back to God, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. You know those times when Dina was a U of L student, or in the Air Force. Ooh. When Dick and Helmar were so hung over from the night before that they could barely walk up the sanctuary aisle, <laughs> gone. When John cheated on that test, <laughs> he's like, I didn't do that. Gone. Sounds <laughs> like, shut up, Stephen, keep it low. <laughs> keep it low. <laughs> Let's chase it. We've all done something. One thing. God has picked up her robes. She's holding onto her hat and is running. And just when she gets to you, your arms go out. Similar to about three weeks ago, that hen brought you in. Out in the country, the son had learned <coughs> the meaning of misery. But back home, he learned the meaning of mercy. But of all the pictures you see in this story, Please, don't miss the picture of the Father. Because you see, this is the only time in the Bible where we read when God ran. What a story it is. Now, at the beginning of the Gospel lesson, I said, when it's a parable, you picture yourself. I'm not going to ask you who you see yourself in, in the story. I'll tell you, I felt very much this last couple of weeks as the older son. Every time Gertie said, how are you going to keep going? I'm going to. This is my, this is my calling. I'm going to stay the course. I'm sure other people were out partying or out doing whatever, but here I am. So you may be a product sitting here in the service or watching on Facebook. If so, let me tell you three lessons never to forget that Jesus wants you to know about this story. No matter how far away you have gone,
no matter how far out you have gone, you can come in. No matter how far down you have gone, you can come up. When you do, just remember that God will be waiting there with open arms because God always leaves the lights on. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen.